What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to this episode. And I'm very happy that you joined us for the second part of this talk because we still have a lot, a lot to disclose. Let me welcome back the fashion icon of Antwerp, John de Gold. Bonjour, bonjour. We left off at our childhood trauma. Yes. Is there still something that you want to say about that? It was really ghetto because I grew up, mind mm -hmm. you, I grew up. Um, yeah, majority of the, of my childhood uh, in Koningsplein, in oh, Antwerp, yeah. because my mom had hey, like we grew a up cafe each there. Other. Of course, we always were in the same neighborhood with each other, and our families know each other. Yeah, But I know that. I know. My mom had like a a dance bar mm -hmm. of Koningsplein, which means she, she would shame me into working into the cafe from 10 o'clock until like 14 like 14. Four. No, 2 p.m. Uh. So I have to wa I had to wash the dishes. I had to wash the cafe. I have to bring like the empty bottles to the shop and then bring them back to the store with like the full back. Jupiler, 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 Leffe, blah, blah, blah. Jupiler, Groot, The Loza. Loza, Loza Ace. The Loza, yup. Schweppes, Schweppes, Agrum, Castle, blah, blah, blah. It was fun. Yeah. But then it wasn't fun anymore because, like, you see dead people, you see drunk people, you see drunk parents. You see dead people. You see dead people. You saw a dead person. I saw a dead guy like in front of our in front of our cafe, like <laughs> dying and shit. And then I knew for myself, like, yo, this is not the childhood I, I signed up for. <laughs> Oprah, where are you? <laughs> Adopt me. <laughs> so it was really ghetto, and I didn't have friends who were not from my environment. Mm. I only so had all the friends that you all the had, friends that I had. They were all they also had parents they, who would come there, yes, who would hang yes, out there. Yes, yes, yes. Or even well, not worse, actually a bit better. They also their parents also had cafes on the Koningsplein. Mm. Like, oh, his, yeah. his, his he father was my had like Coros. Ah, nice. And then you had like um, um Black Rose. It's actually very known also. Is Even it a cafe or a person? It's, it's a cafe. Oh. It's a, <laughs> like a gangster. Yeah, <laughs> They call it Black Rose. <laughs> Black Rose and the rest of the cafes. I knew their kids, but I never really felt connected or connected. Voila. Mm. Be I felt connected Why? because I think deep inside, I don't like the ghetto. I don't okay, okay. Let's <laughs> hold up. Wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. <laughs> Before someone <laughs> snaps you after hearing this. Okay, sorry. Rephrase it. Rephrase this, please. Okay, what was your question? So, why do you associate... But you didn't associate. No. Okay. Why do you associate the ghetto with not vibing with certain people at that age because they read okay maybe ghetto is a very hard word to use and mm -hmm. a very false word to use in this context mm -hmm. but i didn't feel connected with them because first of all oh i, I was super shy <gasps> you were i used to, i used when? to, oh I my used God, to I never not knew talk no. for my mom to use me as a slave in her cafe <laughs> i said nothing i was like okay 
No way. And she's, oh yeah, you're a bad kid because real kid, good kids, they will clean up my entire cafe. I was like, okay, I'm gonna clean up your cafe. A slave. Oh my God. I, you didn't I, speak? I didn't speak. You didn't talk back like I you do now? No. I've always known you no. as a very... From, from the day I, no, I think from the, no, from the day I was born that I can remember that I exist until like 14, 15 years old. I was super quiet. Mm. Starting from like 12, 13, I was starting to talk because you come in secondary school and you have to defend yourself because people are mean. But kids are so kids mean. Kids are the worst, really. But I had to respond, blah, blah. So there, there, there came like a little courage to like talk back and just mm -hmm. like say hi to people and shit. I didn't say hi. I was just like super sad. But that is actually when my father died. I really stopped oh, connecting with everyone. anybody, with everybody, even my mom. How I old were you? I, I was seven. Mm. I eat, I don't even call my mom mother. I call her Mama Leki, which means auntie, like yeah. the youngest the aunties auntie, yeah. of the aunties. Because she was never like present. She was the the, the cash cow of the family because mm. she was making sure we had like we went to school, we had clothes, we never slept with hunger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But she was not physically there. Like she was schools, not mothering you. My mother is yeah somebody who not a lot of of my friends even know. They all think my auntie is my mother. Oh. So when my father died, like I, I was closed. The mm. shop was closed. The first time I opened up, like really opened up my feelings about the loss of my father, I was 23. With who? With a therapist. I was like, <laughs> fuck all of these feelings. Okay. That's beep. good though. Yeah. I was like, all these feelings and nobody can help me. I'm going to a therapist. My life has changed since then. It's amazing. Therapy is really what I tell all my friends like, oh, yeah, I have problems with this and that. Uh, I'm like, don't you see a cycle? Mm. <laughs> Go to a therapist, please. I can't help you. Your best friends cannot. Bond. They can. But the way a therapist can help you, it's really magical. I want to go back a little bit to the fashion part yes. of your life. Yeah. So, you know, after that whole fiasco, after that whole debacle. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you're still into fashion right now, yeah. right? Yeah. I um, do a couple. I don't do a lot like I used to do because mm -hmm. we used to do a lot. Oh. Yes. And actually, to be very honest, now I can breathe mm. and I can connect with myself mm. and I can talk to myself mm. and like see, okay, what do I want to do today and do nothing and talk to nobody. I was super social everywhere. Anything, name it. When the when the pandemic hit us, mm. I was so glad. Oh my god, the uh, rest. <gasps> the rest. You know what the thing is? I think me and you had similar, well, not lifestyles because mm -hmm. yours was a little bit more <laughs> out yeah. there. Oh, out there. But you know, always somewhere, yeah. always on the Doing go, yes. always yeah. being with people, yeah. always happy, always mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And for me, what the pandemic taught me is. I was not taking care of myself. Not at all. Not taking care of my feelings. I wasn't listening to myself. I didn't even know who I was. I know where I wanted to go. I know what I was doing. And I was doing the things that I did just to get to where I was going. Wow. But I wasn't taking care of the person that needs to stay in a certain place to really, really evolve as a person. You amen. know what I mean? Amen, amen, amen. And that's where I've learned the difference between isolation and mm -hmm. seclusion. Okay. 
Isolation is when you really isolate yourself from all and everything, everyone, just because you feel bad. So isolation is more of a negative thing, but it doesn't per se have to be. And seclusion is when you look at your life and you just decide, okay, I need to feed certain parts of me. me. And for that to happen, I need my energy for this. I need my energy for that. So I have to take energy away from hanging out with my friends. I need to take energy away from uh, doing this favor to I don't know who. I need to say no when people call me. I need to put my phone on mute. All those little stuff are things that are going to feed me Mm -hmm. and I need to feed me because I'm hungry. I need to know who I am so I can be a better person in this world. I really want to applaud right now. Let's applaud. (laughs) I I totally understand you. And Mm -hmm. I had that time of reflection right after the fiasco, (laughs) during the pandemic, and also right now. I don't know because... (laughs) We can't laugh. Cut that off. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, but it's not even that I'm laughing because no. I don't think it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's but it's just a, a normal reaction of my body. I don't know what's Me going too. on. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I tend to laugh things off. I'm not laughing it off. It's just because I'm looking at you and I'm I think I'm happy. I'm happy that you are in a better situation. A better situation now. Yeah. But uh, in, yeah, in reaction <laughs> to what you said, the the seclusion mm. The seclusion was a very important era for me because I finally could like talk to myself, Mm. understand my body, understand my feelings, understand what I actually really, really want. And really, what really you want really, what you really, 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 really tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell, tell me you what you want, you want what, what you really, really, really want. want. If you ha- listen, <gasps> you have to listen to your body. You can't just go and running and be everywhere. And like, I you're also, running on empty. I also, you're running on empty. I also realized how down I was when I was acting happy. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Jo- oh yeah, Johnny's always so happy. Same, huh? same. No, same. I'm not. I'm I'm barely even over the fact that my father died. I never really I'm not over it. I'm I will never be over it. Hiding. Hiding. It was a masquerade. Huh? I'm not gonna yes. say that how I was before was a masquerade. Was fake? It was not fake. It was not fake. It came beca- from a genuine place. Exactly, because that is the person that I wanted to yes. be. Yeah. But wanting something and mm-hmm. needing something and two different things yep. and what i need right now yep. is to be my realest version mm-hmm. ever yes. because that is the person that i want to present to my children that yep. is the person that i want to present to my husband that yes. is the person that i feel like my mom deserves a daughter mm-hmm. who is who will give back as much as she gave me mm-hmm. my family you know my little brother just Everyone who really feeds love into me deserves that exponentially. And that is something that I wasn't doing. I was disrespecting the people that care for me the most and giving Mm. most of my love to people who care for me the less. Mm. The least. Wow. Mm. That's strong. I am strong That's very strong because these are the things that I never say out loud, but I think that every day. Mm. And sometimes just flashes by as a thought, but Mm. it's really something that I should, I should make a t-shirt out of that because (laughs) that's really interesting. And that's true. Me too. Mm. I will be honest. Me too. I gave a lot of love to like people who were like, just there to be there for me. Just there for the party. Just just there there for for the fun. Oh, it was so much fun because I am fun. 
We are both so much fun. I'm going to arrive and the party is going to, to start. start. But it doesn't mean, oh my God, one time I had like a, um, a, a nervous, no, an emotional breakdown. Mm -hmm. And I went to the office and I, oh no, my mom had like a stroke. Oh no, <gasps> she did. Child, my world. I'm always like, oh, my mom. But Literally dad, two seconds oh my ago. God. <laughs> My world collapsed. I cried the entire day because that's my biggest fear. Mm, I'm to lose a second to parent. lose a second parent. Mm. I'm, I'm even now. I'm watery, water, mm. watery eyes, and I I was crying, crying. But outfit on point. <laughs> <laughs> If it's one thing he's gonna do, he's show up as a true fashion Yo. icon that he is. And I remember we were at the office and my colleague was like laughing. He was like, huh, my drum, how can I take you seriously? I'm like, I was crying so bad, but my outfit was on point. Mm. And that was, a, uh, that happened like three or four years ago. And now when I look back to that version of Jonathan, I'm like, Jonathan. You really need to take care of your body, of your emotions, mm. of the people around you. Because why are you crying, but you are half the time to like go outside and put a an amazing outfit on? Yeah, what does it matter? What does it but matter? It's, um, it's it's for me, sometimes for me, a good outfit is just to cover myself, literally. It's just to cover my, my bad mood of the day. Mm. Oh my God, I have that too. Mm -hmm. If I but feel not all very, the time. Not all the time. Sometimes yeah, a good sometimes outfit is like really, yeah. really me. <laughs> I'm just but like, whoa, I have days, up. like maybe uh, if I should put an amount on it, it's maybe two times a, a month mm -hmm. that I feel very bad and like rotten inside. And I'm like, you know what? I'm We're going to hit an up. all black <laughs> outfit. My Andamula Mister wide leg pants, cowboy boots, a little tank top and a blazer so that nobody, because when I dress like that, nobody talks to me. I don't know why. Because they're intimidated. They're intimidated by the outfits. And then I'm like, you know what? It's even okay for me because I don't want to talk to you. Mm. And I don't feel like talking to anybody today. I don't do that anymore. I don't dress up when I'm down. Mm. I just put a lousy ass t-shirt with a jeans because I have nothing to prove. But you know, when, my... when I do that, it's not because I want to prove something. It's more like to myself to remind me like, girl, you're fabulous. Mm. Yeah, but you're also fabulous in like your joggers. Yeah, I know like that too. Have you seen me lately? I have like, seen you lately. <laughs> I would like literally the past two years, I was always in my jaggers. <laughs> Hashtag daily paper. I saw that. <laughs> right. <laughs> always and forever. No, but I'm not ashamed to be who I am mm -hmm. 100%. And no. that was something that I really, growing up, also because of, you know, my situation at mm -hmm. home and being in the environment that I was, yeah. we were both in white schools with children who have they have everything that mm -hmm. we could only dream of yeah. two parents two cars vacations every vacation mm -hmm. like all of that that is really something that uh works on your self-esteem yeah and it then does. you cover it up with being uh obnoxious yep. being funny mm -hmm. being this being Actually, and i think it's very true yeah and for a very long time i've been putting on a front and it was also at a time that I had friends that I really couldn't talk to because how are you going to share yeah. that you feel shitty about the fact that you didn't go on vacation anywhere mm -hmm. or 
ever in your life and they are just talking about how they went with your friends from mm -hmm. the same class they went to portugal or whatever mm -hmm. and your parents uh their parents said to uh, your friend that they can come along the parents went too i mean yes. like all those kinds of stuff that i'm just thinking this could never happen to me my mm -hmm. mom going with your parents on vacation who's gonna pay for that who's gonna pay for that <laughs> for that <laughs> she wouldn't even let me go you know so yeah. it's really it's the little things that really traumatize you and that stick with you forever it, it stick with you because even i can i can see myself in that like 100 like you can't just talk and open up there's like this barrière that you a create a really big barrier but it's not even that you create it it's just that society makes that when those kids because mm -hmm. you know we're also at that age of growing and learning yeah. and being very judgmental oh my god the judgmentalness, the judgmentalness. was <gasps> it was awful at that age and so how are you going to speak about yourself mm -hmm. in that position yeah. in a weaker position and have people judge you and being alone actually mm -hmm. if you had other friends who are in the same situation maybe it would be different but you're I, not i was so delusional i was so delusional in that in, during that era that i thought that my funniness and my me being myself mm. was my forte was yeah. equal them being rich yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? i totally get what you mean and that that for me was the most important mm. because i just knew that they were really there for me and not for i don't know my money that i didn't have mm -hmm. they were really there because <laughs> jonathan was like the ambiance yeah they he just was really the vibe like you. Yeah. Bam. that was more my approach mm -hmm. like okay i know i'm the vibe i'm gonna use that mm. i can't use Uh, my parents are. <laughs> I can I, I I can only use who I know and who I am, and I'm the vibe. You accept me like that or not? And I was actually glad that I took it like that, mm -hmm. and that I was not like I don't know feeling guilty about something. I never felt guilty when I was with those kids, though. Or I never. What do you I, mean I, guilty? I, I never felt like awkward or like that. I was less. Maybe I, I maybe I wasn't realizing that, but mm -hmm. I never really felt like, oh, I'm less than. But I was glad that I never pushed them to like, oh, yeah, I want to come with you. I never also opened. I was not really open to them also, mm. but it was just a vibe and it stayed with just a vibe. Yes. And that was my, my, yeah, my. Your barrier. My barrier. Like, okay, behind this, we will not go because, well, I don't know how to connect with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Really yeah, it's know. true. And I have the same feeling because I think people who get to know me now mm -hmm. will really get to know the real the version. Real you. Like yeah. all of it. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of yeah. anything. If you ask me mm -hmm. something, I will I will give you the straight answer. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I'm sorry for the people who true. knew me, <laughs> who used to know me. Mm -hmm. You didn't know me at all. At yeah. all, at all, at, at all. all. At all. How did you grow from from being that person putting on a front and you know not being your true self to the people that were in your environment to now? It's actually pretty simple. I just want to be me. It's it's, act <laughs> it's actually pretty simple, but mm. we make it so hard because we have so many triggers. Mm. We have so many oh there's friends, there's family, there's this and there's that, there's expectations. There's the internet. There's the internet? Whoa. I actually didn't know the internet had so so much impact on me mm. until I saw like all these people 
every morning it's like racism, death, somebody, relationship, 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 relationship. I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty draining. But I actually just want to follow my gut right now. I want to follow my gut, my instincts, what I need, not Mm. what I want. That is for me the core. And if I, and not everything will be perfect, but I just want to navigate through that, through those spirits. And I think a lot is going to be okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's my, my, my mindset right now. Exactly. My biggest investment right now, except for the money, Mm -hmm. is really myself. Is really just being my authentic self. And because not having your happiness, Mm -hmm. and you know, happiness is sometimes a choice and it's not always constant, but sometimes the happiness is so far away that you can't reach it with whatever. It doesn't Mm -hmm. even matter how much money you have or the people that surround you. You're just miserable inside. Like you're literally miserable. You see no way out. Everything is just shit. Yeah. And when I hit that point, I was like, okay, something's got to change. I need to reset Mm -hmm. and really tabula rasa, like clear the table and just start over. And yeah, as I said before, I would rather have less money, less titles and just do things that I want to do because Mm -hmm. I like to do them and value myself. That's the most important. And it's actually, well, is it is it not simple valuing yourself? It's when, not because you alone, have so much noise. Yeah, when you're on your own, it's so simple. simple. <laughs> you're the best simple. thing ever. You're doing right? great. You're doing great. But, <laughs> but when, when you step outside, outside <laughs> oh my oh, god, oh, I can't. No, <laughs> no, when you step outside, everyone's like, oh, so what do you do? Oh my well, god. Oh. <laughs> well, I live. I live. Right? I live. Oh, so how is life? What are you doing now? Are you doing a thousand things? No, I'm just doing one thing right now, okay? Can I rest? So y'all just want people to, to be like multifaceted, multitasking, blah, blah, blah. And then when we have like a mental breakdown, you're mm-hmm. not there to help? Exactly. No. Because that is the thing also. No. When I was in my seclusion period... Mm-hmm. People didn't understand, even though we were in a lockdown, Mm. people did not understand. And I can really tell that some friends were offended that I didn't reach out or that I didn't because I didn't want to. I just wanted to be by myself. I was the happiest. I was so happy. You know, I was working at a crazy job, crazy busy, always, always communicating with people. So when I could shut that off when work was done, well, which was never, but when I had those resting moments, I wanted to spend them with myself. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you didn't have to go outside in that way that we used to, you know, a restaurant, what, 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 all these activities just makes you appreciate yourself even more. I was like, I started drawing, coloring, listening to podcasts. I mean, life was really beautiful. And I, hold on to that moment and to that feeling because that is going to keep me safe for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Yep. And it's all you. And it's all me. It's all you. It's It's always been all me. It's always been all you. Mm -hmm. Divinely winning. When I I realized that, I was like, wow. Because sometimes I have like epiphany moments. Like, it's actually all me. <laughs> and I could be like in the bus, in the bus, <laughs> on my way home, and I'm like, ah, oh, just thinking. 
And then I'm like, oh my god, it's really all you talking to myself. Yeah, it's like an really... actor with like yeah, yeah, like in the movie. I'm, a I'm always in the movie. <laughs> I really have like this voiceover situation when I'm in the in the public transport. And I really a lot of time like, damn, Jonathan. Even though you went to trials and tribulations, mm. but it's really all you. And we're still standing. You, you chose to move on. You chose to have a better life. You chose to have like extra incomes. You chose to pay your bills on time. <laughs> you chose to like invest in yourself, be mm -hmm. happier, choose the right friends and like eliminate a couple of friends. A lot it's of them. It's all you. And that's why I said it's actually easier than we think it is. When but it's we, not easy for everyone and that I understand as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I don't think we should give the importance to everybody or everything that comes into our life. No, that's true. But it's something that you really need to learn. I had to learn yeah, it the hard way. Yeah, and some people learn it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is really something, if you have that from a young age, that is really a blessing. That's something that I really want my kids to know as well from a young age, that it is important to love yourself first. Yeah. And even though it looked like I loved myself, but I wasn't... Well, I loved mm. myself. I liked the way that people saw me. Saw you. Yeah. Mm. But I didn't value myself. I didn't value the person that I really am. Yeah. And I didn't value myself enough to invest in the people, in the, in the person that I actually mm -hmm. could be. Could be, yeah. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I'm like, ugh, my God, this person to myself. <laughs> to yourself? <laughs> to this person. Talking about yourself? Talking about myself. I'm exhausted with this person, but... You can't speak about yourself like that. I, I can. No, you can't. I can. Because those negative thoughts yeah, are staying are within staying. you. Yeah, true. That's actually very true. But I give myself pep talks, but I also like can be very rough to myself. Like, Jonathan, come on. You can do like, better than this. Do, yeah, you can do better than this. What the fuck are you doing? And like talk value into myself mm -hmm. sometimes, but sometimes I don't. But a lot of times I do. Mm. And that is a strength I had to learn throughout time. So like yeah. give myself compliments and talk some positive shit into myself and it's all gonna be okay wow how did this talk go from fashion icon to, to therapy session one-on-one -on -one? because because <laughs> it's it's part of it all is fashion toxic the fashion industry is the fashion industry toxic for your mental health for your mental health yes and no yes because you have to search for your place you really, when and when you're there, keep it, but you really have to search for your place. Where are you wanted? Where are you needed? Where are Where is your market going to grow? In a market like the Belgian fashion market, it's very hard. Do you speak of, for example, having a fashion brand or being I'm, I'm a fashionista? I'm, I'm speaking of both. Mm. I'm speaking a little bit of both because when you have your brand, you also are looking for your market, for your identity. Where do I fit in? Which community am I going to appeal to? Mm. It's the same with a fashionista. Mm. They market themselves a lot of times, like every day almost. Mm. So it's really where do you be where do you know that you belong? And when you know that, it's great. And when you have found the right people to work with, it's amazing. It's mm. and you know your worth. You can you can collaborate and just talk to other photographers, other brand owners, other 
creative directors and like see oh how how do you do with prices oh how do you uh, um, organize a photo shoots mm -hmm. you know things like that that will really help you with your brand that's great you have found your team perfect but I don't think fashion industry is toxic it's what you do with it that could make it toxic because you have a lot of on point people like a journalist is most of the journalists are very on point they just like go to an event take their photos they socialize a little bit and then they go home mm. like most of them have, have, have families they're buying a house some others have like a flexi job so they're also just looking for a way to you know like come around for the next month well, for for the current month but i don't think it's toxic per se you have a lot of toxic people in it who mm. are not even legit people You know, like like the. You mean the influencers? No, no, no. The the shady photographers. Shady photographers. Yeah, the shady. The shady photographers who will like like shoot with you just to get in bed with you or What? to like just see you naked. Oh my god! Like the shady uh, model scouts. Mm, shady. They will just like invite you to their home just to fucking see you naked, or just What? to like oh yeah he's cute maybe he will have sex. <gasps> What? Experience time, story time. Uh -oh. oh my god. Ding, ding, ding. I can't I can't say no names. I can't say the name. But What? to me it was like ugh. Oh. So one day, <laughs> really, one day I went to like a friend, mm. a female friend, mm. and um uh, she lives with like uh, a guy who used to work at a modeling agency. And she did my hair, braids. John the Gold was looking fine. I took some pictures for a gram. Mm, I'm looking fine. Look at me. Mm. And then we went to bed. And my friend went away because she's a little cuckoo. <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> she went to the night shop at like five o'clock during the pandemic. Okay. And the guy stayed with me in bed. But I know the guy. And he was like, hey, Jonathan, do you want to play? And I was like, ah. You were in Ew! separate. You were in separate I, we beds? were in the same beds, but it was clearly that I was on my side and uh. he was on his side. And he came to my side, like, oh, Jonathan, do you want to play? I was like, X name yeah. beep. The, you serious? Nay, ball f fuck off. Oh, and yeah. since that day, I was like, damn, I am very loud mm -hmm. because he will never ever try that with me. Uh. But imagine it was somebody who was not loud. Yes. Somebody who really wanted to be a model. Yeah. Well, so the fashion industry can be toxic, yes. But I think it's not. If you just look at the space, mm. okay, there's racism and there is a, a lack of diversity still. Where isn't it? Voila, you see? But we don't have to normalize it, but I it's know just we not don't, there. Like... It's just not there. <laughs> and we're tired of looking, uh, creating it. It's just not there, but it can be very toxic if you want to, but it can be a very beautiful place also if you want to. Would you still say that you are into fashion? I am very, I, fashion is my first love. Aww. Like that's my hobby, it's my love. Okay, speaking Pe period. of, period, <laughs> with a DT. Speaking of love, Ooh, I know you've been waiting finally. for this. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't you have guy? a love sound right there? <laughs> Something. You've been literally waiting to talk about oh your love god. life. I got the hint. It's fine. <laughs> we'll talk about it. 
Hey, yes. <laughs> You're single? I'm single. Okay. I'm single. Are I'm you dating. single single? I'm, I'm, I'm single and I'm dating. Okay. Yeah. Bon, dating what does that as mean? In, yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> seeing people. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing people. Okay. And can I ask you, because we didn't really talk about that in the mm. previous episode. Yeah. Or maybe we did. No, we didn't. Um, being a fashion icon mm. as you are, you're very expressive in your style. Yeah. You even try different hairstyles. Yes. How does that affect your love life? Because I can, before you answer, because I can imagine that, especially us with a Congolese background, and although we have Kofi Olomide showing up and show, showing out, although we have the sappers, people still see fashionly men as gay men, as, yeah. Fruity. Yeah, as men who don't want to have sex with women. Oh, it's really that? Well, that's what I see in my, okay. well, from my perception, mm -hmm. well, not my perception, but what I've heard and what I've seen is that, yeah, fashion is connected to, yeah. well, fashion for men, for men yeah. is connected to being gay yeah. or queer Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's only that. It's, 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 it's actually getting boring because I'm like, boo-hoo. Yeah. I'm really like, boo-hoo, because so what? So what what? So what if I like fashion? It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I could, I could be anything. I could be gay, I could be straight, I could be bi. It doesn't mean anything. Are you straight? I'm bi. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Who is straight? Low. No, it's so funny. I can be right? anything. Are you straight? Nope. <laughs> okay, and yeah, people know that. Well, obviously, uh, not not everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, not everybody. Exclusive. Yeah. Oh my god. Are we are, are we publishing? Are we <laughs> I'm leaving no, this in. The thing is, I told like. My sister, my nephews, and my aunt, some aunties. Not all my friends, though, because I just don't feel safe around them. They are not the all your friends. Not all my friends, because I still have friends, mm -hmm. and I still love them. Mm -hmm. I respect them, but I still have friends who link being in fashion to being gay. And I'm so like, they think you're gay. What? Probably, probably, but they won't tell it. But they. Most definitely think I'm gay, well, and that's at least okay. They're not homophobe because they they're still, not homophobe, yeah. but I'm like, eh, I just don't feel safe telling them that. What do you think their reaction will be? I think that they just will be like, oh, eh, lol, we know it, or we, we knew it, mm -hmm. but still, I just I still don't feel safe talking about it. Oh. Yeah, they're like, Will you regret saying this on the podcast? I don't know. Mm. I think not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was very dual. I, I know that a lot of people will support me. That I know. Mm. I know that they will. They won't be like, "Oh, fuck you." No, that that will not be the case. I know they will. They will support me. And maybe like, "Oh, why didn't you never say that? Are we? Are we? Are we still friends? You know, mm. like the, that." But it's really not about y'all guys. It's about me. It is. It is about me. And they can be like mad or like, oh no, I don't want to hang with you anymore. It's fine, but it's still about me. It's still my life. And it's still my choices that I make. So well, I it's know. It's not a choice. Or I you know, mean not telling them? Not telling them. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's really still my choice to not tell them because I could have told them like two years ago. But yeah, they okay. might know or they might not know, but I just never told them from myself. 
Okay. So going back to my question, yeah. how does that affect your love life, being a fashionista? Sometimes I have to downdress because some people When you go don't, on a date? When I go on a date, I have to downdress because they... Men or they, girl? Or both. Women. They might not... Oh, I actually never go on date, 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 dates with like men because men don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just don't feel comfortable. I never felt comfortable enough to, to go like in public be, and yeah, to like be on a date with a guy and going public and then I, I never. It's not. I'm still exploring, and okay. my exploration is not there yet. Okay. Give me the time. Maybe it will be that way someday. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not there yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm talking women now. Mm -hmm. When I go on a date and they saw my Instagram, ah, ah, I see that you're a fashionista. Ha ha ha! I'm like, girl, I look fine. What you talking about? But so you are, sometimes, I call you a fashionista as well. Yes, but they say it in a negative. They way? They say it in like a <laughs> way, and yeah. I'm like, ugh. So I got a down dress. So a lot of time I don't down dress. Mm -hmm. But when I really like you, I will just downdress to make you feel comfortable for just one time. But why do you do that? Because I'm like, okay, let's do something for the other person or something like that. Like put myself on the sides consciously. No, because then you're not showing up as your true self. I know. Or do you feel like a, a first date doesn't really deserve? No, I never downdress on a first date because they don't know me. Oh. I ne on the first date, I, I will not downdress, not downdress. Mm. But like when it's like the second, third date and they had like a couple of, of like remarks, like, ah, your pants are funny. I'm like, I like you. I don't want to hate you because you hate my pants. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. me. That's really just me. I would literally hate you if you say something about right? my pants. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but I like you. I don't know what I hate you. I'm so. really so petty. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's it's the way to go. If somebody's like, oh, no, your pants, like th these pants are funny. I have to describe the pants because but we're on a podcast. I, I, Wait. I, I have to be honest, yes. though, about the about the, the pettiness. It's actually like first date, boom, updress. Second date, rem negative remark. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, you are categorized. Then I categorize you as like, we will only Judgy. like, <laughs> we will only date as in we will only like go outside a couple of times mm. and have sex maybe. And for the rest, don't. You don't know me. I'm not going to get to know you. Uh -huh. We're just here to have fun. We're here for a fun time, not a That's long time. That's the downside mm. of me downdressing. Okay. It's like, we're finito actually. Mm. <laughs> we're finito. It's the beginning of the end. Of the end. So okay. yeah, the pants. The pants. <laughs> so the pants. It is a. Um, you have to help me here. So it looks like he's wearing a short over pants, and it's like a little bit ruffled because the um, the finishing is not stitched. And let me just touch the fabric. What fabric is this? Cotton? Yeah, okay. Cotton. cotton. It's cotton. And so the place where it looks like a short, actually, when he sits down, you can see his knee. Yeah. And when he pulls it off, you can actually see just his whole leg. But then there's a bottom piece yeah. that is the pants. The pants. Yes. Yep. From You'll see it on the photos. <laughs> You'll see it on the photos on my Instagram. What lessons have you learned working Mm -hmm. in the industry yes i've learned perseverance 
but that I've learned from from working for my mom as a slave. <laughs> <laughs> no perse perseverance. Don't in stop, what way? Don't okay. Oh, perseverance when you have your idea, mm. work for it, mm. meet people, work with people, test it out, but launch it, launch, launch, launch. Don't keep don't it as an idea. Don't be afraid to Don't keep your ideas. No, try it out. Dream, mm -hmm. execute, achieve. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And and you you gonna fall, you gonna get back up, and then you gonna dream again, and you gonna execute fall again, <laughs> and etc. etc. Yeah. And you're going to get there. Mm. Perseverance is the most important discipline. Mm. They think fashion is all fun and games, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not even fun. It's not even fun. It's really hard work. Pers uh, perseverance. What was my second one? <laughs> discipline, discipline. Sorry. Discipline. Uh, a schedule. Mm, okay. A schedule. Planning. A little um, bit part of discipline, no? Yes, it's mm -hmm. actually part of discipline. And... These are these are really oh and be about it. Don't Me. be in don't be in fashion because and be shy. Oh no no <laughs> you can be shy because okay. you, uh, there's fashion PR. You can be a, fa yeah, a shy fashion PR, but you're a good PR. Mm. You know or like do social media whatever. You're still shy, mm -hmm. but be about it. You have so many wannabes in fashion industry mm. who are. Into fashion because I love my plie, my plie, my plissé rock with my, my, my knitwear. No. Where's your Balenciaga, girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Be yeah. about it. When you're about it, mm. be about it. Breathe it. Spit it out. Dream about it. And do your research. Be about it. Okay. Like, one person who will always be in my heart is Elsbeth Jenkins. She's a fashion writer, and she also does like the big shoots for Knack. The weekend Knack, no, like the amazing shoots. I told Knack. you, I only look fashionable. I'm not okay. into fashion. <laughs> <laughs> She's an amazing writer, and wow, she is so about fashion. Mm. Like with her, you can talk about oh yeah, the Prada collection, the Prada collection from 1988. Mm. You know, like. The real... She knows her She's stuff. a connoisseur. Yeah. She's really a connoisseur. And you don't have a lot of people who are really that into fashion in Belgium. They will be like, oh yeah, I'm a fashion influencer. But they don't even know like the Prada from five years ago. Mm. They don't even know that like a trend that is from Balenciaga actually started at Vetements. That, those kind of things. Is that what makes you a fashionista? What is the definition of a fashionista anyways? <laughs> Maybe because there's now a lot of people who are fashion influencers mm -hmm. from the fast fashion, yeah. you know. Are they not fashionistas because they don't wear high-end brands? That's a hard question because me, when I think of a fashionista, I think of...